Hello, friends. Welcome to the Messenger Podcast, where our goal is to develop messengers. You might not realize it, but your life is a message. Your everyday coming and going matters, and that's why we want to help you discover and tell your story well. I have a very special guest in the studio with me today. It is my one and only, the love of my life, my always and forever Juliana Bevere. I, I was going to let you just keep going. I was, I was <laughs> until you gave me the look like, all right. <laughs> no, no, you misread it. So it was a this, look like. There's this thing yeah. blocking our eyesight a little bit, the mic stand. So I misread it. I thought you were going to bust out into that poem you wrote me for Valentine's Day. Mm. I'm just waiting. You're just waiting for that one. <laughs> I did. I did write you a poem. The one that's in your book? No, not that one. <laughs> a different one. <laughs> Okay, here we go. We're going to get into this. We're going to talk about relationships, real relationships. Yeah. And you weren't in the studio last time, but Sarah and I, we were talking about saints, which for the record, everyone out there, thank you so much for all the love and the support and the encouragement that you've shown me um, about the saints message. It's it's meant a ton. It's been a humbling journey, and it's been very exciting getting to share this message with the world. But Sarah and I, we were talking about saints, yeah. and I made the comment at the very end of the episode that the kingdom of God, like Jesus's favorite subject, the thing he talked about more than anything else, it advances, it becomes real at the intersection of relationship. Mm. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, That's where meaning happens. And so I think we need to talk about relationships. Yeah, because relationships really are our platform. Like people are looking for a, a following. They're looking for a place where their voice can be heard and they can be known. And yet they take for granted those who are all around them who are closest to them, who they've been entrusted with, really. Like, you can't put too serious of a tone on the importance of relationships. And you're talking specifically everyday relationships. Everyday relationships. And, you know, you and I are married. Yes, we are. <laughs> you're welcome. Almost 12 years. Um, <laughs> and Don't worry, this isn't just about romantic relationships. I know it's February when this drops. We will talk about that during the series. Yeah. But today we're doing more of a broad stroke. We're looking at relationships as a whole and, and why. just the why. Yeah, yeah, because I think we have to dig into this and we have to really place that value on it. Because yeah. when relationships go wrong, it's like everything goes wrong. Everything right? Is there goes anything wrong. that can be okay when relationships aren't okay in our lives? I mean, if you're like a hermit living in a cave on the side of a mountain, which honestly sounds for like awesome. a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, and I I will say in my own life, and you know this better than anyone. You would anyone, be there with me, though. I, I don't know if I'd be able to be away from you for a week. Oh. Oh, no. Anyway, we'll continue. One week? I can handle a week. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I could be away for a week. Um, not longer, though. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. I think understanding that this is our lives. There's not an option. For us to do this alone. And I, and I know because that has been my heart cry at times. Like, God, this would just be so good. Like, I would be so good if it could just be you and I. Like, and I'll even include my husband and my children. Like, I've, I think we were in conversation with pastors once and they were asking us about our calling and whether or not we would ever consider pastoring a church. <laughs> I remember my answer really shocked him. I, I, I remember yours. And I said, I, I just don't like people that haven't come out of me. And he's like, <laughs> what? And it, that was the place I found myself in with yeah. God. Like, I just don't like people. Do you think that's why a lot of people are navigating loneliness? 
I, I do. I think loneliness and isolation, which I would love to touch on, you know, those are very different things. Um, but I do think loneliness and isolation are so rampant that they're just everywhere because I think there's several reasons. I think one of them is that we don't know how to interact with each other as people. I think also as unique individual people, as unique like, so individual we know how to interact people. generally, yes, but personally, specifically, intimately. And then we take that general rule of thumb to each person, and when it doesn't work out or they don't respond the way that we think they should, there's this like, oh gosh, there's something wrong with them. I need so we to either move reject on. them or we reject ourselves. Yeah, there's something wrong with me, so I need to remove myself from this dynamic. And by rejecting ourselves, we reject them. Because then we won't give ourselves to them. So it's not a real relationship. The purpose of relationship is to create this place of safety and freedom where you can truly give and receive. And I'm talking truly at this soul level, which we were made for. And we are finding ourselves so um, just disillusioned with this, even as a possibility. And I will say a large part of it my belief is the way that social media just kind of skims the surface of community and of relationship. It's like it gives people enough of a feeling where they can check that box and move on. And yet there still is this chasm that's just growing within individuals for the real thing, for those real places of safety that we, I, th- I believe we, we emerge out of the womb desiring that level of safety And especially if people don't receive it at that age, if they don't receive it at home, they just grow up either thinking it doesn't exist or that they have to somehow make themselves into something worthy of that. Hmm. And it's they can never reach it because you can't be real just playing all of these parts for dependent upon who you're around or who you're interacting with. That think, you, you need yeah. to be loved. I think there's this, as you said, this skimming. I think that's a great yeah. way to look at it. So it's almost like we skim what's good f- of relationship, what's good from community, and then we create this illusion of what it takes to build that. Mm-hmm. And then when people try to build it in that fashion or in that way, they find that it's lacking what really matters, Yeah, what's really important about relationship, which is found in the friction and the tension of relationship. And we're impatient, you know, looking at relationships. Relationships are like a treasure hunt, whether this is with um, someone who could be a potential spouse or just a friend or a stranger you're interacting with. It's this you are looking for what this individual who has been placed in your path. You have to believe that nothing is by accident. That people who are placed in your path are there for a reason and that they have something so specific that God wants you to want. Mm. To want bad enough to dig deeper into who that person is, into their story, into what they have to offer the world. See them as an individual. Yes, and what they have to offer you as an individual. I firmly believe that every person has something to offer every other person. So whoever comes across your path, they have something. I heard a quote recently, actually, that said, um, everyone you meet is your superior in some way. They have something to teach you. And if you go into interactions believing that, 
you're going to see it as worth your time, as worth your attention, as worth your intentionality to actually engage with that person in a real way. Because that's a whole other factor that we're not engaging deeply. It goes back to this idea of skimming because skimming, casual. we're on our phone while we're in line or we're you know, we're at dinner with our spouse and we're thinking about something else entirely. Or we're I've listening. I've never done that before. <laughs> no. Never done that. Not you. <laughs> I'm headed to the cave. Um, <laughs> or we're, we're listening to someone speak, yeah. just waiting to be heard. This, it's both. You know, you have to give and take. I read something one time that said intimacy has to let itself out to let someone in. Like I love, I love that idea, and I'm thinking about this and, and what you're sharing about actually seeing someone and not putting everyone and anyone into a formula. If you look at the word respect, which mm. that's one of the things that we need as human beings, we need. Are we f- there you go. We need to feel <laughs> respected. Do you know? Do you know what that word comes from? The idea, like when you break down the word. Let me guess. Okay. Okay. Um, spec, like okay. A, a small thing. You're close, but no. And re like revitalize, okay. revitalize the spec. It's almost like you're using the right method, but you're getting the wrong results. <laughs> so <laughs> so like vacuuming. So re means to do something again, right? Okay. Okay. Spec. Think of optics. Mm. So to respect someone, it actually means to see them twice. It means to see them again. It means to take note of who they are. It means to not casually just glance over them. That's what it means to respect someone. And I think in our world, when we're talking about relationships, I think people are looking for respect, not in the, the, I'm your authority figure, you better respect me, but I think people want to be seen in a world where everything has been stripped of its meaning for the sake of utility. People want to be like, look, I'm not just a number. Yeah, I have inherent value. And I love that you're speaking to that with even the statement that every single person is our superior in some way. Imagine if we did relationship like that. Mm. I, I mean, okay, we have four small children. Yeah. Oldest 10, youngest three. I feel like I'm learning from my children, right? And, and of course, most people would say children are not your superiors, although Jesus did say Matthew 18 that it's the children who and people are childlike who inherit the kingdom of God. So maybe there's some debate around that. <laughs> You're but debating with yourself. I am. I'm just having this discourse <laughs> in my head right now as I'm sharing it. But my point is, I look at Asher, I look at Sophia, I look at Lizzie and Augustus, and I see things in them when I look at them again, when I respect them, that make me view myself different, that make me view God different, that make me view this world different. Well, and you can only view yourself different by viewing them as something that is separate from you. Even our children, they are separate humans from us. And I think... That's why you have to look at them again. You have to look at them again and again and again and again. Because like you said, and I, I can't help but go back to social media, the way people have just become numbers. They're just one of thousands upon thousands of followers. And our lives, our communities used to be smaller. So really the option of not engaging wasn't there. Yeah, And now... It's almost like we're overrun with so many options of engagement that we don't truly grasp or take hold of any of them. Because it really is a relatively new development. Yeah. This idea of limitless options and being able to remove yourself from the community that you find, the physical community that you find yourself in. Yeah. And these people who would see you as a child and then as a teenager and then as an adult. And And know you. And would know you. 
would know your story, would know who you are inside and out. Your failures, your strengths. Yes. Everything in between. We didn't, um, I don't think it was necessary for us as a human race to have to communicate those things the way it is now. Almost to go out and sell yourself. Yes. It's mm. like we're, we're always trying to create our story. When it truly is his story. Oh wow! Just there you too. go. It was just that was right. That was right there. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Wait, I wasn't done with the thought. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> you keep going with the history. Yes. No. Did y'all catch that history? His story. Okay. So we're we're trying to create our story, our brand, our platform, and to we, send our message. Yes, and relationships have gotten so transactional. That is one of the costs of the world that we find ourselves living in where it's this transactional, I'll scratch your back if you scratch my back. And that's gross. It is. I can't think of another word. We're using humans as prongs on a ladder to get to where we think we need to get to be who, I don't know, whoever we think we need to be. So let's let's be honest for a second. Yeah. So looking at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, right? I would say we look at his life and death as a transaction before we look at it as a relationship. Mm-hmm. The way Wait, we share the gospel. There. We okay. look at it as a transaction. Before we look at it as a relationship. So the transactional piece being he died for mm-hmm. our sins. Yes, and that was a real thing. If you look at what happened in Exodus 19, Exodus 20, God came to be intimate with his people. Yeah, They rejected him. And they said, no, give us rules, give us regulations, give us a religious institution, a form of sacrifice. And that's where the Sinai Covenant came into play. But if you go back before the Sinai Covenant, 430 years, you find the Abrahamic Covenant, yeah, which is this idea of family, this mm-hmm. idea of relationship. God makes, makes a promise with Abraham. So Jesus had to fulfill both of those covenants with his life, his death, and his resurrection. So he was fulfilling both the relational covenant and the sacrificial covenant. And the transactional. But where do we put the emphasis today? Well, I think... It's almost like what Jesus can do for me. Yeah. Instead of what does it mean that Jesus wanted to pursue a relationship with me? What does it mean to be invited into the family of God, into the purpose of God? Because if you read Scripture, the in, I'm talking about the entirety of Scripture through the narrative of relationship, through the narrative of covenant, which is really the ultimate narrative. It's a story about a family. Mm -hmm. When you read it like that, the cross takes on a different form. Yes, it is, in a sense, a transaction, but more importantly, it's an expression of relationship. Wow. So if we get that wrong, which is very fundamental to how we view ourselves, how we view God is very fundamental in developing how we view ourselves. If we get that wrong, then naturally we're going to get the people in our world wrong. And that's why Jesus, when he came onto the scene, his big message was what? Repent. Mm -hmm. Change the way you see. The kingdom of God changes the way we see so that we can see people again, so we can respect them, so we can see ourselves differently, so we can see our place in this world and what God has invited us into. And that is the beauty of relationship. Well, and that's where it all starts and not just... Uh, one-time salvation experience. That's where it starts daily. If you are not receiving from the mouth of God who you are and the value he's placed on you, you're going out into the world looking to other humans who are never going to accurately be able to... They can't validate you. You're too good. You're too precious. You're too perfect. They can't do it. Yeah, I am. You are, I mean, you are. I'm speaking specifically to you and generally to everyone listening. Like, no human being can capture your brilliance with words. They can't. And you're looking for that because you do. You need to hear that. 
God has designed us to hear that constantly. That's why he makes it available to us to hear it constantly. And when we reject that, when we place those barriers, and barriers, you know, add something I I felt this morning was that the way we have allowed people to take the place of God, to speak into who we are and the value we have, it's nothing short of idolatry. And by allowing that idolatry to place a barrier between what we can hear God speak over our life into the very fibers of our being for that day, for that moment, if we were able to grasp this and hold it tight, hold it as precious as it is, and then we were sent out into the world to interact with other humans coming from that place, that place where we're truly able to give because we've received. Everything would change. Everything would change. But as it is now, we're looking like, for instance, I'm looking to you, Julie, yeah. to be God. Yeah. And when I do that, what happens? You can't be Julie. I can't be Julie. And you've set me up to fail. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be God to you. And I've set myself up, obviously, for disappointment, which leads to separation. Which leads to isolation. And so many people are isolated. And when we are isolated, what is bred in that place of isolation, it's like a cesspool. Yeah. Where nothing is moving. There's no currents moving through it. Instead, we're just allowing um, our different ideas and our beliefs, specifically our beliefs about God, to just culture and grow upon itself in this way where we're meant to bring other people in. We're never meant to do life in isolation. And loneliness and isolation are different. Okay, explain what you mean. Loneliness is when you just feel alone. I think God will use loneliness to draw us to him. Okay. Isolation is almost like where loneliness is taken to the extreme, where we then are believing things about ourselves. So it's more so about how we view ourselves. It's how we view ourselves and the world. Okay. Where it's like we're not worthy You know, we allow the shame and the rejection. And if we allow rejection to creep into our beliefs about ourselves and the world that we've been placed in, the world will confirm that rejection. They will. You will always see what you believe. Absolutely. I mean, that's so true. You will find the evidence for whatever you believe. Absolutely. And so that's where isolation is taken to the next level where you're setting up these barriers and these beliefs. So it goes back to this idea of repentance where you really have to have your entire belief system changed like a a 180 where you're able to see no i'm not someone who was made for rejection i'm not someone who was made for shame the opposite is true so i think the first thing people need to hear is that they're worthy of relationship because they were created for relationship yeah bottom line so that their worthiness was established upon that moment of creation it's Mm -hmm. not something that they have to prove it's not something that they have to validate it's something that they live from yes right absolutely and i think Apart to that, they're worthy of relationship with the Most High. Mm. God is beckoning them, saying, I want relationship with you. And that's a scary thing to believe. Yeah. It's scary to believe that what we have is worthy of sharing, that who we are is worthy of living. That is, that's scary. That's scary. But God is inviting us to step into the reality of that truth. Yeah. And that's, and we've talked about this, but intimacy in the Latin, intimir, interfere. Yeah. It is a dive into fear. We don't want other people to find out that what we have is small mm-hmm. because we view it as small. So we hoard it. 
and we hide it. But God's saying like, no, if you actually open up who you are, if you allow me to work through you, if you allow me to show my brilliance through what I've created in you, you're going to discover just how much you have to give and your world will see the beauty that I've created you for. Yeah. And isn't that, I mean, that's what we want. That's what, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a life of contribution, a life of connection, a life of meaning. And that, that happens in the context of relationship. I know, Julie, when I was writing Saints, this isn't a shameless Saints <coughs> plug, or maybe it kind of is, but <laughs> Saints becoming more than Christians. Like this idea of changing how we view ourselves, changing how we view what it means to be the people of God, to move outside of us. I think we've made it so small. Yeah. We've made it about ourselves individually instead of realizing that God is inviting us into something that is cosmic, it's meaningful, it reaches beyond our small lives, and it brings us into a picture that can fill the, the vastness that he created us for. And that's what, that's what we're looking for, and we want people to find that. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned saints, because right now, if people sign up for All Access, which if you don't know what All Access is, it is our messenger um it's like platform. discipleship platform. Yes. Tons of We have resources. tons of resources on there, including Healthy Relationships course, which Mr. Pastor Chip Judd... Who's actually going to be a part of this series later on. We're going to have oh, him on. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. He is Addison and I's marriage counselor. He's and phenomenal. He's brilliant. Except and for the fact he picks on me more than he picks on Julie, but that's, a, that's for another day. <laughs> he's wonderful. And you don't, you don't want to miss out on that. So if you sign up for All Access which is $19 a month, you will get the Saints book for free, including shipping, except to like the strange places that are far. <laughs> all the details <laughs> all the details are on the page. You can go to messengerpodcast.com forward slash saints, messengerpodcast.com forward slash saints. Ad, this was a great, great conversation, important conversation, I think, for people to take away that relationships are important, that... God wants a relationship with them, yeah, and that to move forward, they have to really be engaged with people as individuals. Yes. That, that's my big takeaway from this. I love what you shared there. And I'm excited about this series. It's a four-part series, and we're going to dive into this idea of real relationships, and it's going to be a ton of fun. Thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, always. All right. And for all of you listening today, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, as you go on your way, I want you to remember that you are a messenger to the people in your world. Your life is a message, so lean into God's grace and watch your world change. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review, and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time.